Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. It is our great joy to bring you the Word of God so that you can hear it and you can apply it to your life so that you will continue to grow and be faithful in the things of God. As you listen to this message today, ask the Lord to just lead you and guide you and help you so that He can use your life to make a difference in the people that you come in contact with every day. This is our day and this is our hour to be the light of the world so that God can make a difference. At the end of today's message, we're going to give you more information on how to connect with us online and or in person. We'd love to connect with you and help you to grow in the things of God. Now come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. And then in the book of Numbers, chapter 14, verses 1 through 10, all that night the people of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses now that they heard this story from these 10 spies that said, we can't do this. They grumbled against Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly. If we only died in Egypt or in this desert, why is it the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword, our wives and our children? You know, fear will make you uh, think about stuff that hadn't even happened. We're going to die here. Our wives, our children, we're gonna, all this going to happen. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Let me just go back to the hood. I was out here trying to make it. I got a beat down. And let me just go on back to the hood where I know, where I know Pookie and Ray Ray now and ain't nobody going to mess with me. Ain't nobody going to talk about me because they're in the same shape I'm in. I ain't had no business out here trying to do, be out there with other folks where the other folks are anyway. Then Moses and Aaron fell down in front of the whole Israelite assembly, gathered there Joshua, and Nun, uh, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite, the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and, and will give it to us. Only don't rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will swallow them up. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. Fear is a powerful motivator for doing nothing. There's only one thing that prevent the people, prevented the people of God from obtaining the promises of God there, and that was fear. Let me tell you a couple things about fear, then I will tell you how to overcome and to defeat it. Fear will keep you from experiencing God's plan for your life. Fear will keep you from experiencing God's plan. Some people haven't gone into ministry because of fear. God had a plan and a promise for his people. It was the good life, but fear kept them from the promise. Secondly, fear distorts God's purposes. God knew there were giants in the land when he promised it to his people. God doesn't always tell you what you're going to have to come up against before you take off. Or else you'd never take off. If he told you all the stuff you had to deal with before you got started, you sure would stay in the camp and won't break camp. 
Not only will you stay in the camp, you let your tent down and zip up the door. And say, I ain't coming out. Because I don't, I don't have time for that. I don't want to go through nothing. Fear took, in this case, fear took one giant look and turned him into the whole population. Now, he, they came with one giant, and then when they got back and talked to all the people, the whole population was in fear. When fear controls your life, you don't think straight. Everybody got scared just by what they said. When fear touches you, it touches everybody around you. It permeated from those people through the whole camp. Everybody, oh Lord, giants, giants. Now, you told them it was giants that were eight feet tall. By the time they got through sharing that with word of mouth all the way around two million people, those giants were 25 feet tall. They tell me the giant was so tall, he taller than trees right there. You know how people are when they when they trying to tell it. They didn't have internet and texting, so people had to sh- tell it word by word. He said, "What did he say?" I think he said those giants were t- were twenty feet tall. Next one said, well, "How tall was the giant?" I think he said twenty two feet. Next thing you know, that giant. <laughs> how many he said twenty two thousand? Yeah, I think it was twenty two thousand of them. They was everywhere. Oh Lord, we let's go back to Egypt. We can't go over there. That's what fear does. Fear is false evidence appearing real. F-E-A-R. False evidence appearing real. It's not anything that is uh, real that you just, you begin to imagine the worst outcome when you're in fear. You imagine the worst outcome when you're in fear. Fear never leads to a better outcome of imagination. Always worse. And then as a result of infecting all the people, none of the fearful, unbelieving people entered the promised land. They wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Fear will cause you to wander and go around and around and around. These men saw a giant, but you know what? They, they brought a giant back with them, and that giant was fear. And Joshua and Caleb, think about this. They attended funerals for 40 years till all the adults were dead. Because God says, since you all don't believe what I promised you, none of you will enter into the land. You're going to spend 40 years out here in the wilderness till all of you are dead and only your kids will go in. Think about it. Joshua and Caleb are going to the funeral of all of the unbelievers. So how do we slay that giant of fear? Number one, you want to confront your fears with honesty. Just call it out what it is. And then try to figure out why you are in fear. You can't run from fear. It'll, it'll, it'll catch up to you. You got to just confront it. It'll follow you. You just got to stand around and say, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand up to this and I'm going to confront this fear and call it what it is. So you want to confront your fear. Secondly, you want to confess your fear to the Lord. Confess it as disobedient. The Lord says, fear not. Fear not. Don't be afraid. And when you're just functioning in fear, the, the enemy will put on a spirit of fear to you. Not that you got a spirit of fear, but what do we have? A spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. So when you have fear, you don't have a sound mind. 
You're jumpy. You ever been around somebody, they, just jump, they jumped so you was all right till they jumped. <laughs> now you're getting jumpy. What was that? I thought I, I heard something. Then you look, then you're trying to see if you can hear something. That's what fear does. Here's what the psalmist said in Psalm 34:4. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of my fears. I sought the Lord. God can deliver you from all of your fears. So you want to recognize that you do have the fear. You want to confess it, repent of it, and say, Lord, I, I don't want to operate in fear. Deliver me from all of my fears. So you want to confront your fear with honesty. You want to confess your fears to the Lord. And third, you want to claim God's promises of protection. From whatever is causing the fear, just claim what God has said. The Bible is filled with his promises. In Deuteronomy 31.6, the Bible says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. When God has spoken to you, when you know you've heard from God about what's going on in your life, you can operate in faith and not fear. It may get rough, it may get tough, but you don't have to fear because God says, I got this for you. I am with you. Fear not because I am with you. I said we're going over to the other side. You don't have to fear. Remember when Jesus told his disciples, let's get into the boat and go over to the other side. It didn't matter what storm came up. Jesus went to sleep and his, his disciples got all afraid. And he said, now what's wrong with y'all? Didn't I say we're going to the other side? What's the storm got to do with it? Proverbs 3.25 says, Have no fear of sudden disaster or the ruin that overtake the wicked, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being snared. Get you some scriptures. If you're operating in fear, get these scriptures and go over and write them down on a little card so you can see them. Every time fear tries to come up, it says, Now, I'm going to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Isaiah 41.10 said, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I would uphold you with my righteous hand. I would uphold you. The Lord got you. I belong to him. God got me. I shall fear. The psalmist says, I feel no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Now, it's, it's one thing to, to, to have that as your memory verse. It's another thing to put it into practice when, when push comes to shove. You got to put these scriptures into practice. Lord, I'm, I'm standing on your promise. I'm not fearful. And then you want to cultivate a closer relationship with God. You want to have a close relationship with God so you know that you heard him. You know you got get clarity about what God is saying for your life and for your future, for your direction. When he tells you to advance, you know what direction you're advancing. When you got good, clear, directed from the Lord and you know you're going in the, wrong, in the right direction, you don't have to worry about all the stuff that comes in between. I know this is what God said. I know this is the direction he told me to go. It's a rocky road, but I know I'm in the right place. Think about this. Joshua and Caleb saw everything the other 10 men saw. They saw the wall cities. They saw the giants. And they came back and said, but we can do this. Those 10 spies came back with a negative report. What they saw, they saw giants compared to themselves. 
Joshua and Caleb saw giants compared to God. When you're comparing your giants to yourself, you may feel overwhelmed, but compare them to God. My God can do all things. My God is greater. My God is bigger. My God is better. My God is able. My God is powerful. It makes a big difference in the perspective that you have about your situation. God got this. And we've been through many situations here in our lives. Personally, you have too. But we have testimonies. That's what testimonies do. They help us as we look back at what God already done. And the enemy, when, you, when the giants are coming, they want you to discount all the things that God has done in the past. Here these Israelites are that saw God deliver them out of Egypt. They saw what God did at the Red Sea. They saw the manna coming from heaven. And then they act like God came, came whoop a couple of giants. And God said, Really? This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you, and we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you, no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca, Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call The Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.